0: Hello there, internet, and welcome back to There Goes a Big One podcast, the podcast where two idiots talk about video games. I'm your host, Matt Hines, and joining me, as per usual, is my co-host, Guy Wakeham.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. All four versions of Guy Wakeham.
1: (laughs) I was just trying out uh, different different ones. Seeing what we oh. seeing what sticks.
0: God, that was a rollercoaster of emotions right there.
1: I'm guessing none of them. Um, this has nothing to do with video games, but I'm just saying that it is. hay fever. Hey. So I Yay. probably sound a worse than I normally do, which probably isn't that much more worse. Um, yeah, just if there's a, just if it is noticeable, I thought I'd bring it up.
0: Yeah, and on that side note, it is bloody hot up here, um, and I'm cooped up in my bedroom, which is like the hottest place in my house. So I have a fan on in the background, so apologies if, if that gets picked up. I don't know if it will or not, but I'm not sitting here without a
1: fan. Hear it. I can hear it, so it might not do. Might be oh, all right. Okay.
0: I've got it on the lowest setting, just to kind of stop it being super hot. But mm-hmm. hey-ho, that's summer for you. Um, God, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's it. <laughs> That's all I have. I hate summer. Poor poor summer. (laughs) It's just hot, isn't it? I don't like it. I think it's alright. I don't leave my house, though, so it's not nice for me. Well, what have you been up to, then? Um, I have been... I've been still trying to pluck up the effort to complete the second Lego Harry Potter. Um... I'm almost there. I've got like three more levels to do, but I, it's getting to the point now where I'm, I, I turn it on and I'm like, right, okay, let's let's fight through this. Let's see how many I can get through before I just can't play it anymore. Mm. But I'm so yeah. close to platinum. I'm so close. So I will will stick for it. I've been doing that mostly um, playing Dead by daylight. I. Finally got to red ranks in Dead by Daylight, which is the highest ranks, um, and then very quickly was reset because of the reset was today, which is uh, Sunday the thirteenth. For anybody else, so I'm back out of red rank. <laughs> what did it? What did it reset you to? Uh, only to five, so I'm one out of red. Oh, oh, well there you go. That's not bad, <laughs> I, is it? I have, I have a feeling it sets you to the color before the one you're in. Um, right. so. Because I'm in red, it's now sent me to purple, which is five and higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not too bad. And then the only other thing which um, I'll just touch on is I've started a uh, a Minecraft server for a group of friends, and we're we're having TV problems, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, but we I won't know- go into that yeah okay uh, fair enough <laughs> unless you want to no go into it go on.
1: i was i was just gonna say the only thing i did want to say about it is that i don't know what to complain about because i can't understand what the problem is
0: Yeah. So, so just very briefly anyone who who doesn't who plays minecraft mostly plays on pc but for console gamers like us i've created a realm which is like a server that i pay for um, and it's just for a group of friends. But to join the realm, you have to be signed into a Microsoft account. Um, now, I haven't had too many problems. I did it at the very beginning, but not recently. Um, and my partner, she is signed onto the server. Fine, she's joined the account. And then Guy was trying to do it today. And for some reason, his is just having none of it.
1: Yeah. it's. Um, I don't know what the problem what end of a problem is there whether it's the game or whether it's my internet or whether it's for account
0: yeah well i'm gonna have a feeling it's probably not your internet the fact that you're down re-downloading minecraft because you've uninstalled it and reinstalled it and are doing yeah. recording a podcast over wi-fi so i'm gonna say that's, yeah. probably not that. <laughs> that's true yeah yeah um and sophie tried to do it for you as well didn't she and it didn't work on her she own did account. but yeah <laughs> But we will get there because it's just. I just thought it would be fun. We spoke about it in a group chat a while ago, so I just thought, why not just go for it? Yeah, hopefully we get. It. Hopefully we get it working. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, but that's what I've been doing this week. What about you?
1: Um, not a lot to be honest. I have started a. Uh, I had the idea to play through Pokémon Platinum because I want to get to the. Uh, to the Battle Frontier, because I've never done the Battle Frontier in a in a Pokémon game. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of curious as to whether it will transfer over into the into a remake. That's the main reason why I want to do it now. Because if it isn't there in the remakes, then that kind of that will suck. I've like missed out on uh, on that one aspect. And the reason I'm worried that I might not be in the remix is because it wasn't in the Ruby and Sapphire remakes.
0: Yeah, they just had that really trolly like coming soon. And, like, yeah, and it never turned up. Mm. Um, even maybe if it doesn't make it in a, with a, they like DLC at the moment, don't they? So you never know if that's not in a base game, they could bring it in in a free DLC pack. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they did it for like a remake, though. So. Yeah, I also I'm surprised that you're playing through it because that means you've got to play through the game. But are you not going to be burnt out of doing it when you get to the new one because you're have played through it recently
1: it depends how quick i get through it like and if i do bother to maintain it (laughs) to be honest (laughs) the problem is i'll probably get halfway through and then just give up
0: yeah that i um i was debating playing uh pokemon um i can't but i just don't know what i wanted to do i was thinking of maybe getting uh them on emulator so i can do like runs with certain Pokemon so you kind of but it's just a lot of effort and I just can't be bothered I don't think yeah so,
1: so anything
0: anything else or have you just been playing Platinum
1: a little bit of Platinum here and there um, yeah not a lot actually I've actually kind of um, I've actually kind of stepped off from Monsanto a little bit there's just nothing to really to do too much on, on Rise I've been... And yeah. not, not I'm just uh I've kind of got everything that I'm happy with now so there's not really much reason for me to replay really it too much at the moment
0: yeah that that's the same with me I um I think I dropped off it a little bit sooner than you but I, I did all the new content and stuff and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy I'm happy with it so I'm um, I've got no desire I was actually saying it to one of our friends um the other day I, I just, yeah it's not something I've I've not looked at going to really need to, to play that now. I think I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, I'll probably go back to that, but I'm content that I've played it for over 100 hours now and I've, I'm happy. Um, yeah. And anyway, we've been going back a little bit of generations anyway. So uh, Yeah. Because it also comes down to monsters in Monster Hunter. Now, we won't bore you with too much mon- hun- Monster Hunter because we do it all the time. But it comes down to the monsters, really, doesn't it, in Monster Hunter? Because they've all got kind of good core mechanics and gameplay is fun um mm-hmm. it just comes down to what monsters are in each game to decide whether you pick it up and generations just has so much variety that it seems silly to, to not go back and play it
1: it does but generations is also the sort of game where you would maybe play like halfway through it and then be like a man i'm kind of like i've been at this for like so long and i'm only like kind of halfway through Whereas something like Rise is a bit more... People are critiquing this about Rise, but I actually quite like that Rise is a bit of a smaller package because it means you can kind of get to the state I'm at now where you're, you've are you fought everything, you've got the builds that you want, the weapons you want, and you're kind of like, okay, I can kind of set this game aside now instead of being like, oh, there's all of this other stuff I've still yet to do. Like, there's stuff in generations I've never fought. Um, so we still have to, like, do all of that. There's still stuff I've never gone against and the idea that like there's still like a handful that i've never fought is a bit like oh god I've, I've got to get to that stage you know
0: but i find i think it's the reason that it's different maybe for us i can understand if someone's playing this solo i mean i I've, I've played it for like 50 50 odd hours generations and i've played quite a lot of the single player uh but i've only hit high rank i haven't even i've just got out of low rank which it goes low high and then g rank but I think maybe it's it condenses it, doesn't it? In in multiplayer, the the ranks are very much condensed, um, so you're not doing all like the the little bits. And I feel like maybe that's why I, for me personally, I'm not like, oh god, I've got to get through this because in the in the multiplayer, one, I'm playing with you, so I, I don't mind anyway. But two, it it is kind of the monsters are it's a condensed thing. They kind of kick out all the like little bitty missions and they just give you the monsters to fight
1: yeah true although there is no g rank in single player so when you get to g rank you kind of have to if you aren't playing with like a continuous group of friends you do have to try and find these other people to play with to to get that extra content
0: but i would find it still pretty lively because all the times we've played it we've found people i mean even up to the other day we had people joining us so
1: yeah definitely of course but i think it's more enjoyable to have that continuous person playing with you
0: yeah i can imagine yeah mm. um plus plus they're more patient aren't they whereas like we'll hunt a monster if we want one of us wants a certain weapon or armor or or so we'll we'll be content farming that monster over and over whereas randoms probably would get a bit bored and be like oh, i'm done done fighting this monster eight million times in a row mm-hmm Yeah. Um, but anyway, off the <laughs> on the side topic, um, one thing I want to say, I'm not sure if I've spoke to you about this, but Netflix have announced so many um, new like, TV series based on video games. Have you heard this? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. Uh, so obviously we know about The Witcher, which, yes, a lot of people even said this. it was a book first, but most people are going to know The Witcher from... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Cuz I I've even got the books, but I would know it from the games more. So they've got the second season of the Witcher which is a given. Um we all knew mm-hmm. that was going to happen. They've yep. also announced a Splinter Cell TV series. Oh. They have uh, a Cuphead animated series. Is it Oh, I thought that was a game or something. No, it's a TV series for Netflix. Ah. Um, they've announced a live-action Resident Evil. I'm not sure if that's a film or a TV series.
1: Huh,
0: right. Uh, there are two animated Far Cry films coming out, or TV programs coming out. Mm-hmm. And all this is like Netflix. I think there's something else, but I can't remember. All of these are like big game IPs, and Netflix is like, yeah, let's just make loads of TV series about these. Yeah, they're all different. <laughs>
1: companies and game developers well, as well it's not as if they got cushy with like a game developer and they're making a tv series of all of their different ips
0: although ubisoft probably is the biggest one there because you've got the two far cry and splinter sells ubisoft as well oh it is isn't it i forgot about that yeah. yeah um but no you're right they are they're taking it and if maybe they'll do well the witch is a really good tv series so um if they they have something that's passionate about it i'm i'm fine to see these stuff i think a cuphead animated tv series would be so good
1: Mm, maybe (laughs) i don't know i'm a bit on the fence about that
0: even it won't be but i doubt it will be the obviously the story because it's a lot of just fighting battles isn't it but in the cuphead universe it's got that kind of the art style is just charming isn't it that i'd be i'm i'd be interested to, to see it just for that um well, it looks interesting. But yeah, that was just a side note. I just thought it was crazy. Do you know?
1: Do you know if they're doing any or if there's any more talk of the um Devil May Cry series? Because they were supposed to be doing that after Castlevania and I haven't heard like anything about it.
0: Oh, I'm not sure on that one. Um but I have this is the other thing I remember, it's not Netflix, but Borderlands, a Borderlands film is still going ahead. Oh, is um, it? and there was a bunch of people announced for it I, I believe roland is being played by oh god what's his name um oh god the guy in jumanji kevin hart is being played by kevin hart
1: oh god right <laughs> um, cl-
0: clap traps being played by jack black okay i can kind of see that um i, I do hear that i guess people, i don't know who the other people are but i just know yeah that no, this is a thing they are announcing huh. all these people that are in it now it's not like it's just a myth that they were de- they were making a film like with bioshock where that just kind of died quietly <laughs> in the oh in i never even of- heard about
1: that i never oh, even was, heard of
0: it about- it was years and years and years ago when dark when bioshock was still super relevant they um they tried to make a film of it, and it just quietly died. It was announced; and everyone was super excited, and then, like a couple of years later, people were like, "Is this is this still a thing?" And then it slowly died off, and no one heard of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucks. Maybe it will like swing back around and kind of re-rise again at some point because it just know, it, often it, happens with films, doesn't it?
0: It just depends, doesn't it? Because um, it depends how relevant. Yeah how much people would want a bioshock now because because borderlands is still pretty relevant at the moment i mean i don't know if you've heard just very quickly that they've uh gearbox have announced a brand new game kind of in the borderlands universe but not borderlands um and it's what and it's called wonderland and it is tiny Tina. you know the dlc for tiny tina where she's doing Mm dnd um they're basically making that into a full like fantasy role-playing game um but called wonderland so you might not like it because it's probably going to have loads of tiny. i was gonna say <laughs> is tiny tina in it yeah she's like the probably the main narrator i imagine
1: well i'll never play that then but Let's i think tell it's me how that
0: i think it's interesting that they're, they're stretching away from potentially maybe the gun thing and going into like a, a fantasy kind of side
1: like maybe like a To move on down to our main thing, uh, games becoming movies. Because today we're going to talk about movies that became games. Well, so it's not just movies because I think when you when you say you know about licensed games, everyone thinks about you know the the games that are based off movies. But I think licensed games have really like come into their own now, and they've they've got more reputation to them.
0: Uh, Yeah, certain ones do i think um there's a a few what really since sort of i'd say batman they've batman arkham asylum i feel that they've sort of come into their own and now are quite um big and popular although another thing this is weird because obviously at the moment e3 is happening so there's lots of games being announced um and i've watched Mm -hmm. a little bit um but in terms of movie tie-ins because we're saying like the movie tie-in kind of or Licensed games are kind of a dying breed now, they're not as prevalent we as they were. Game, yeah, um, but Ubisoft announced that they're making an avatar game like the James Cameron avatar, uh, so maybe they're not dead,
1: <laughs> not based directly off of a movie avatar, though. Sure, I like, don't know.
0: Don't forget, there's the the next one's meant to be coming out soon in like 2022 or something because there's going to be four oh, more coming out. Right. Um,
1: Surely they wouldn't announce that game before the actual like a movie's been announced.
0: a tie-in. No, but they already we already know that James Cameron's uh, Avatar is coming out. It's meant to be coming out in 2022. Yeah, Obviously, but, they haven't given us specific dates.
1: There's, there's nothing on it though. Like there's no trailer or anything on it. Like if it was going to be a tie-in to the movie we would have information about the movie first.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't potentially think it is going to be based on that. But then again, Ubisoft didn't show too much. They just showed kind of no. pre rendered
1: I was going to um, say, it was mostly... Yeah,
0: just, just running around. So, um, yeah, I can't imagine, as long as it's better than the original Avatar game that they made, because um, I heard really awful things about that one.
1: I didn't even know there was an original Avatar game.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Ubisoft made uh, one when the first game came out. Really? Um, Yeah, and it was like a third-person shooter or something.
1: Who did you um, play as?
0: Did you play as... You did. You played as the main character, as the Na'vi, his Na'vi character, and then you sometimes went back to playing as... I think you went back and played the robot suit man. Oh, okay. But but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I never played
1: it, but it know, I heard it was very
0: generic. Um, but what uh, when you okay. were younger, what sort of licensed games then do, did you play growing up that you remember? So when I was younger,
1: start actually, because we're kind of going from the beginning when we first would have started. Growing up, a lot of my game collection was licensed tie-in games in fact one of the first games i remember playing game i ever played was pokemon red but the other game that i had for my game boy at the same time was um disney's tarzan and it's weird because i'm pretty sure if i remember rightly for some reason i feel i think this like i played the game the movie or anything okay um so i had that on game boy color um i can't really say if it was any good or not because obviously as a kid you're just happy to be playing a game. Yeah, so, exactly. No, it probably was all right. Um, yeah, I had quite a lot of like different movie time games.
0: Uh, yeah, no, I I don't think I had too many, if I'm honest. Not on my PlayStation one. Um I, quite then, I actually didn't, if I'm honest, didn't pick up a PlayStation one until the PS2 had come out. Because I remember <laughs> my parents telling me Oh, do you want to get a PS2? Your sister's having one for Christmas, and me being a stupid little kid was like, "No, because the PlayStation One is far superior in every way." And then the <laughs> next year, I got a PS2. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's also um, probably because, like, most people would have been would have had a PS One, and there's all of these PS One games that you're hearing about, so you want to kind of like get onto that, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, I think. <laughs> it's hard I don't really remember the old sort of I remember playing I I can't remember whose house I played this around but I remember playing like the Rugrats games on PS1 yeah I I do too I never had them either but I but just like you I don't know whose house I played them around we must have been the same person we've been to the same person's house
1: (laughs) some weird mysterious person we had in our lives at one point who had the Rugrats games but we've just blanked everything else out about them
0: we like remember who it is and go to like the house and the house has just disappeared like it never existed
1: <laughs> and there's just a copy of like the rugrats rugrats game for ps1 just lying there amongst the rubble
0: And we're like, oh, oh my god <laughs> run away in fear and
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> never did look you
0: have any of like the ps1 star wars games um no because i played around your house
1: oh <laughs> uh, i suppose not i had like i had phantom menace I had a uh, Jedi Power Battles, which was basically another copy of Phantom Menace. I had Demolition, which was it's, like
0: um, Jedi Power Battles, the one where we kept crashing because of Jar Jar. Uh... like at the end of like one level, yeah. Binks says, "Follow that... me," and he just. Stopped. I never game
1: crashed yeah and i remember as well because that game was kind of difficult for when you're for when you're you know young and picking up games for the first time so it took a lot of time and effort to get to that stage so by the time you finally got to that point of the game and you're feeling like yeah I'm, i finally fucking did it then the game crashes and you're like
0: oh and it, okay. it took you back to the beginning of the level i'm pretty sure yeah that's the one with the decals. Yeah, it is one of the Dakors. Deck- oh, I think I one.
1: think the regular one had Dakors in it as well, but
0: maybe That's not as many. Really. I remember. Um, and the Yoda voice was like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, every time you picked up <laughs> an item.
0: Yeah, I remember.
1: So, Star Wars were clearly the big ones. We touched on it very briefly, so I won't go into it too much, but we obviously both had the Harry Potter games for PS4. Oh,
0: they're probably my first ones. The Harry Potter games, Chamber of mm-hmm. Secrets, and Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. But see, where is... A lot of people would probably say that they weren't good. And probably when I went, I'd went, i go back and play them, I'd probably be like, well, these were pretty shit. But when, but actually, I wouldn't say that they're, for me, because nostalgia will take it, but I think, for me, I don't class those as bad license games.
1: No, I wouldn't either,
0: to um, be honest. So, that, so they're like an example of good ones. Because, yeah, they weren't perfect, but they were made quickly and they were for kids. Um, Mm -hmm. but i remember them being fairly difficult and them actually following or adding quite a lot of like the book bits of the book that weren't in the film
1: there's a lot of excess stuff in those games that added to the world that the films obviously couldn't do because they've got to be like a certain length of time for film but for a game and this is something interesting about talking about these licensed games particularly ones based on films or books whatever is they can add elements
0: don't get in a film because you don't have that set yeah and i what was it the main one i think for me that it was in is peeves he was really big in yes the, the games is quite a, a good boss where he was really yeah he had to like yeah yeah him and, and he was he's nowhere to be seen in the the films and i think any was of I think there was a conscious effort. I think because they didn't have him in the first one, they were like, "Well, there's no point in putting him in any of the sequels because no one's going to understand it." So they consciously cut him out of the whole franchise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't
1: films. that isn't that interesting though? How there's a character in like one of the biggest like I'd say Harry Potter is still like one of the bigger ones, one of the bigger like media franchises out there. Yeah, um, but there's a character in it now who a lot of people aren't going to associate with Harry Potter because when a lot of people think of Harry Potter, they think of the films. But and you go to the books and the games and you've got all of this extra stuff that, you know, is an important part of that world. And that's so interesting,
0: especially younger. I think younger audiences finding Harry Potter for the first time, because that's what really the I know the the books were huge, but it's now the films, I feel, that are pushing it. The films, like Universal, yeah, is, is heavily based on the films and stuff, like all the rides and all the merchandise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the books are a thing, but I don't think kids today are going to really go back and read them. So yeah, the, the films are going to be gospel to them, really.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think of any others. Let's um, move on to um... ps What ones can you really think of PS2? Oh, PS2 just had so many well one of the big ones again mm. we're really not selling it we said they were bad simpsons hit and run man what a fantastic game
1: it was it was very janky and it's the sort of game where if you go into it i don't know it sounds kind of dumb to say if you're not of a fan of the simpsons you won't like it like no fucking shit but it is full of references like half of the stuff the characters say is a reference to something in in an episode half of what you see or collect or even do is references to the episodes but i kind of think for a long-running episodic comedy show like the simpsons that is so quotable and rememberable that's probably the best way to do it
0: and you can also see that it might not have had a a a long development because i know these kind of things don't but you can see the people that made that game weren't just trying to make a quick buck they really wanted you to enjoy it and yeah it is super janky and quite repetitive and probably going back now um, like so many people are demanding a remake for this but going back to it is it gonna be as good as we remember it or (laughs) is it just our nostalgia goggles remembering it as super good and then you go back and go well this is it really doesn't control well because i remember some really infuriating moments in that game that didn't yeah. make any sense um that they'd be like that but overall it was a, a decent Same. um a decent uh, license game
1: i think um kind of relating to what you were saying about going back to it and uh wondering whether it's as good as it actually was the problem with most of the simpsons games at least up to that period is that they were all based off like a different game so simpsons hit and run was kind of like a little mini gta kind of uh, kind of clone um simpsons road rage which is another one i had was based off crazy taxi simpsons yeah. skateboarding which is obviously tony hawks and the thing is is like you're not as aware of that as a kid so when you play something like simpsons hit and run you're like oh you know this is great i get to like jump in people's cars and run around the world and stuff but i never played something like gta so to me that was almost like my first step into something like gta whereas now you would be like oh well gta is obviously the better game you know (laughs) oh yeah um
0: it it's just crazy, isn't it? Because Simpsons has had so many games, like well beyond, there's some on the PS1, they were mm-hmm. all the way back to like the Super Nintendo and, and the NES and games like that. They, they always, Simpsons has always been marketable. Whether they've all been good is probably not. A lot of them yeah. I've heard complete ass. Um, but it, it just shows, doesn't it? Put a, a, a certain developer on it and maybe, you never know, um, you, you might hit gold <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, God. Well, if we're talking about
1: licensed games on the PS2, in particular, there's one game I have to bring up, and it might kind of like go into like a different kind of like thing about what our favorite licensed games, or just some of the best licensed games, because there are so many good ones. One of the best ones on PS2, and possibly period. I'm not sure because I've not played the new ones, so I'm not sure if it outbeats it or not. But Spider-Man Two. Oh God. Clearly a contender for one of the best ones.
0: Spider-Man 2 was so good. And again, it's kind of... The games come, came after it that were licensed that you can tell were just rushed and were just cashing in. And you can quite clearly see that what the Amazing Spider-Man, before we get onto Spider-Man 2, but uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, for example, mm-hmm. was so mm-hmm just thrown in there loads of quick time events like when you shot your web it just went into the sky whereas yeah you can see the time and effort that was put into spider-man 2 by the fact like the webs you couldn't shoot a web out and swing unless there was something it could connect to so if you were higher than buildings your webs wouldn't go anywhere uh, yeah and they connected to buildings and you felt the weight and the spider-man and that insomniac games made Was very much like that. It took a lot from Spider Man 2 and just kind of updated it and and made it Mm -hmm. better. Um, But Spider Man 2, yeah, no, it it was fun and the story missions were good. There was quite a lot of variety in the side missions you could do. Um, Yeah. It it was just, yeah, it was, it is just, yeah, a, a fantastic game in its own right which again it, it didn't really have any right to be because it didn't get a long uh like development cycle it was just a licensed game and it's just it just again shows that a developer that cares can make a really good game
1: yeah i think they because uh, the thing is i think they were banking on spider-man being big because spider-man 1 the movie came out and then the game came out and it was like all right it wasn't great it yeah. had the same problem you said where like if you're web swinging you literally are just like swinging on the on the air and um,
0: like you fell you only saw the rooftops is that right uh
1: yeah i the, think so yeah yeah, yeah. One, I did actually
0: because i think there's a ps2 version as well that wasn't like that but ps1 version which is the one i remember you, mm-hmm. you yeah you did the same thing you swing, but you couldn't fall down if you fell down you died um and whereas this one actually swing around the whole uh place
1: but I think that was kind of a token to the fact that, like I said, they were banking on Spider-Man becoming a lot bigger like with these films because Spider-Man 2 did really well. A lot of people still held it as like one of the best Spider-Man films. So they clearly were like, okay, well, if we're doing stuff Spider-Man related, it has to be big, it has to be impressive, and it has to work really well.
0: Yeah, and I think they definitely did that. Um, yeah. It's got one of my favourite songs in all of video games. The pizza song. The, Peter the Peter. pizza song. And if you've played Spider-Man 2, you know that song.
1: Um, Most people, I imagine, will uh, will recognise it. Uh,
0: but then, still on the same as movie time games, ones that potentially aren't... Well, that's the only thing we're going to talk about, so I'm not going to keep saying that. But one that I remember that we played so much, well, actually two that we played so much, was um, Lord of the Rings 2 and Lord of the Rings 3. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I had the first Lord of the Rings game as well yeah I remember you did but it played completely different to two and three Number I don't one, think that one was based off a film you know n- no and I think that that had a that wasn't trying to be a movie time wasn't trying to be um, just a quick cash grab I think the first one was trying to be a full-scale like adventure game um, and it had you do a lot of stuff and like the missions you had to do um but then obviously the films got popular so two and three were kind of like uh level select like not beat em ups necessarily but hack and slashes kind of thing weren't they you had your combos. yeah kind of um and especially in the third one you like leveled your characters up didn't you and they they gained new new combos from leveling them up mm-hmm. um i just remember we played so much of that of the third yeah. one, especially. Um, Yeah, yeah,
1: I loved that game. I I played it so much. I think it was just, like, a really simple game as well. Like, you literally just picked some of your favourite Lord of Rings characters and just went for a level trying to kill as many enemies as possible.
0: And which character was it? Was it Sam or Frodo that that did a little hop (laughs) as an attack? Oh, I can't remember. I can't Um, remember. It's been ages. But, yeah, and on that one, you could level them up individually. So it kind of had replay value where you weren't necessarily just going through the levels to obviously did the story, but then you would go back into them to try and level your characters up, and um, and do stuff like that. I just remember, um, yeah, we we played that so much. But then, Lord of the Rings has a ton of a kind of, I would say, I think, good games.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, look, I like I've got the list of different Lord of the Rings games, and like, there are quite a lot that are you know really solid.
0: I think the three for me after that those that I think are really good mm-hmm. um, are the Third Age, which I love. Yeah, and I I, got, I adore that game. And I got that off a whim. I, mean, I think it was a car boot sale or something that I just saw Lord of the Rings and picked it up and mm-hmm. and then I just it, it was such a good like for, for context, it wasn't it was following the story while not following the story, if that makes sense. Your character sort of followed the main cat and then Intersected yeah. with them at pivotal points, like the whole Balrog scene. You got Gandalf with you, and your team helped him fight the Balrog.
1: It's like a turn based RPG, as well, for the record. So, like, it is a bit weird to see your character stood next to Gandalf when it is meant to be like a warman bridge, but it's such an awesome moment that you don't really
0: care. Yeah, like you see, like, in the distance, your characters see, and mo- this is what happens with most of the time when I say you intersect, your characters are either I think your main character is from Gondor and he needs to get some, uh, he needs to go find Boromir. He needs to tell mm-hmm. him something. Like his, your dad, his dad has sent him there to tell him he needs to come back and because Minas Tirith is going to be attacked or something. And mm-hmm. through the whole of the first part, you're like um, following him. Uh, and obviously then you get to, you intersect with them. Like you, you're watching them run across, being chased by the goblins and stuff in, um, oh God, the mines of Moria. And um, then you like intersect and you help him fight the Balrog. But then obviously Gandalf still falls and you just kind of delay it. And and then it, it goes through all three games as well. It kind of all the pivotal moments of the game. You kind of meet up with them. You meet them at Helm's Deep. You meet them on the, um, oh, what is it called? The... Fields of Pelennor. Fields of Pelennor, thank you. And then in Minas Tirith, all the way up to the end fight with with Sauron. But anyone who hasn't played a game and has a ps2 and can find it cheap i would recommend going back and playing it because it's not just a good lord of the rings game i think it's a pretty solid um rpg as well
1: yeah if you're interested in like turn-based combat it's quite simple to be fair but i think it's effective it works and for what it's meant to be like a lord of rings game in that kind of style it really does work so uh
0: yeah it's, and, like, it's hard to get hold of but if you can... it is its but it's got it's got some really like some of the moves by by the end of the game you feel really good like you get to a point mm-hmm. where your character your, your the Gondorian character can do like seven attacks in one attack
1: mm-hmm. um, from yeah, just yeah. you
0: leveling up that ability and stuff and then you've also it, it just works you get loads of cool characters um all kind of different and unique in their own way, if not kind of parrying the uh, the main cast. Of Lord of the Rings, but it is really fun. Um, but then I also think the other two games that I really like are the the Shadows of Mordor, the Shadows of War, Shadows of Mordor games. That um, oh, who is it made them? I can't remember off the top of my head who made them. Obsidian Games, sorry, they I believe they're the ones that made them. Um, but Monolith. Also, Monolith, sorry, Obsidian makes South Park. <laughs> i see how you get those mixed up (laughs) well the first movie tie-ins just for the time games um but those ones are really really good as well and that kind of is in the era after batman which is what we were saying with arkham asylum kind of being the first and then people realizing how much money you can kind of make off really good movie games so kind of taking the time
1: well this is what i was gonna want to like go into talking about because these days, the, the Shadows of mortal games, they don't follow, they don't really follow the films of, like, Lord of the Rings, they the world, and they're, like, expanding it. The same as, like, Batman Arkham Asylum, and the, Ark, the Ark, and the same as, like, Spider-Man, they're not anything in particular. But they're taking that popular character and uh, and franchise and just expanding it. And I think that's probably just the best way to go with these type of licensed games.
0: Yeah, and if you think about the newest ones, that's kind of thing. South Park does the same. Um, mm-hmm. It's got its own kind of story, which is batshit crazy, but it, it fits in a South Park world. Yeah, and then you've got the Shadow of War. You've got the Spider-Man, which has its own thing. Um, yeah, no, that I think they realised from Batman Arkham Asylum, they were like, holy shit people will buy this and it can be good. (laughs) Like we take our time on it and people will wait. And that just shows why there was so much backlash with Arkham Knight. Uh, Because when that first came out, it really was poorly optimized for like PC and stuff. Um, And people were really angry, but I feel like they were more angry because they loved what happened in the first two and they were so excited for this new one. And it just, it just kind of fell short because of performance issues.
1: It's good though because we are in a period. We're still in the period. It has been for a long time now, though, where you know a game developer can go, "We're making a Star Wars game, or we're making a Batman game," and people aren't groaning, and going, "Oh God, this is going to be terrible." You know, like it's going to be based off, off like this, and it's just they're just going to pump it out, try and make money. But now people are going, "Okay, let's take the Star Wars IP and think what extra stories we can tell." through a game. The same with like Batman and Spider Man. And I think it's really interesting to be able to, you know, experience those games that are doing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's nice as well, because obviously the movie tying games, they don't get they didn't get announced like any like of the bad ones. They just kind of turn up. Um, yeah, they wouldn't be like E three and stuff. But it's nice <laughs> to see <laughs> see uh, Spider Man one out e 3 No. Um you yeah. get some really good i mean you still do get some shovelware because like adventure time i've heard not being great and like um they're still pumping out spongebob games which apparently aren't very good Mm. um but again you get these ones that if they they work hard like and they they take the time on them Mm -hmm. they they can be something truly like amazing and that's what i like about batman arkham Asylum, because I picked it up because, one, you heard a lot about it beforehand. They didn't kind of hide it. They were like, right, we're making this new Batman game. And they were showing trailers and they were, like, teasing it. And and you're like, holy shit, this looks really dark and looks really interesting. And then you you get to it the first time I remember playing it. And it, the combat was really, really well done. The story itself wasn't, I would say, super amazing in the first one. But... Mm it kept you going and it kept me being like oh my god i get to fight this villain from batman's past and like it is everything it makes you want to be batman and that's the thing that's why spider-man 2 was so good because you felt like spider-man yeah around and that that's what people want out of a, a movie kind of game they want to put themselves as that character
1: yeah and i was gonna say it's hard to do that when they're trying to follow the movie because you've obviously got the movie in mind you're like oh well i know this character is meant to be doing this they're meant to be feeling this or going on this kind of adventure but with something like the arkham games or like jedi fallen order or something because it's not a specific character well it it is a specific character it's not as if it's like all character creation but because it is a completely new made-up character, it's I think it's a bit easier to like put yourself as that character and you know experience yeah. their story for the first time. It's nice to be
0: able to experience
1: that kind of story for the first time from a game.
0: Yeah, and like with Batman, yeah, you are playing as Batman, but you're not playing as like... You're kind of playing as a different version of Batman that's kind of unique in his own way. You're not really following many of the major plot points from comic books or or films yeah um, they're kind of taking that character um but what also helped i feel solidify like that these can be big budget is but like, the the actors they they got for batman and it just shows that they care because they got the original like batman animated cast which were considered some of the best like versions of those characters yeah um so it just shows that they really they were not th- trying to shovel it
1: out yeah but like they're not based on the animated series they have no. the voice actors yeah. from the animated series they got like uh, mark hamill back and whatnot but they didn't go okay let's have this game based on these couple of episodes of the animated show or whatever they were like let's craft a new story using these beloved characters and it's i could i can remember that i had a i was seeing a trailer for arkham asylum on one of the Batman movies, I think it was either Batman Begins or Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, and um, probably I'm going to say it's probably Dark Knight because Batman Begins did actually get its own game, and it was not very good. <laughs> yeah, it must
1: have been Dark Knight then. But I remember watching the trailer for Arkham Asylum, and I was so weirded out because I was like, "Wait a minute, this isn't a this isn't a game for this movie. This is like its own thing." And it was so weird to be watching a trailer for a game on a movie that wasn't based off that movie if that makes sense
0: no that does make sense and i think as well because of that obviously like in terms like i said the story isn't is wasn't super amazing i mean it was serviceable in the first one but Mm. certainly the, the second and third game they really like ramped it up and i mean i'm gonna just for people now i'm gonna spoil the end of arkham city if you've not played it um i would recommend playing it but um I'm gonna spoil it anyway, so if you want to leave now, that uh, that's fine. I mean, it's a very old game, but so, um, but in Arkham City, so the end of I'm also gonna spoil Arkham Asylum, okay? So there's gonna be spoilers for for the whole franchise. <laughs> just just going there. Um, so anyway, what in the first one at the end, um, Joker stabs himself with this serum and he becomes a super mutant boss, which is a pretty mere boss fight. But then when in how they use that in Arkham City is is really good because it's made joker sick um and then he so at that point you're like there's one antidote i'm pretty sure and he's also made batman sick if i remember correctly um he's poisoned batman in arkham city and then he, he's got to try and get this antidote and it turns out at the end that batman doesn't save the joker and the joker actually dies in the end of arkham city and the the ending is really kind of shocking because it's just batman walking towards the camera isn't it with the joker in his arms
1: well what Um, so with that ending is like i'm sure the joker's died numerous times in the comics probably a bunch of times in the animated show and whatnot but like to to have it in a game i think is really significant because the game can now the game community can now stand up and be like yeah we've
0: killed the joker off you know that's pretty big and, for a game to to do and it's not one of those things where it's like surprise joker's not dead because the joker is dead
1: yeah he stays and, dead
0: and in the next game he stays dead but the way they do it which i personally think is a good way i mean i really enjoyed arkham knight even though i only played it once um is that the joke of uh, Batman starts hallucinating because of the fear toxin that Scarecrow um, lets out, and he starts mm-hmm. his and he starts talking to the Joker, who's a hallucination in his head. Um, and it's really interesting because the Joker is kind of telling him, "You're just kind of like me, Batman," and he doesn't want to believe it. But the further you go through the game, the more like the similarities kind of like intersect, and you're like, "Shit, maybe maybe he is." um it's just really interesting that they kind of did that concept where they were like no we're, they had almost had the balls to kind of like well, we're going to kill one of the main villains of batman and keep him dead
1: yeah um okay so what i feel like I'm, I, I feel like i already know the answer with what how you what you've been talking about but what would you say is your personal favorite
0: license game my favourite one, well actually we haven't spoke mm-hmm. about it much, but I'm going to say it. my favourite licensed game is uh, The Stick of Truth, South Park and The Stick of Truth.
1: Really? You like that more than the, than the Batman
0: games? Yeah, no, personally, I I just think not so much the sequel, A Fractured Butthole was um, Yeah, I think Stick of Truth is better. was not good, than but than Stick of Truth had everything I really, really liked in, uh, in a game. I, like, I love South Park. Um, But it was more than just South Park references and stuff for you, I guess. Well, it's set in like a a fantasy world for them. Um, So you have characters, but it's just that humour mixed with kind of this storyline, like this fantasy Mm -hmm. RPG turn-based storyline that Mm -hmm. I just really enjoyed. Like, I really, really enjoyed the combat in Stick of Truth. Like, I really love turn-based combat and some of the goofy um, moves that your characters can do and the voice lines that they do. I just because South Park's so outrageous, everything that happens is kind of expected and unexpected at the same time. Yeah. Like, for example, Canada is... Uh, sorry for anybody that listens to Can- uh, listens in Canada, nobody by our analytics, but if you are Canadian, <laughs> South Park does take the piss out of Canada so much. Um, and even to the point where you go to Canada at one point in the game, and instead of it looking as nice and polished and, like, good as the rest of South Park, it looks like an old, shitty, like, NES-like style um, RPG. RPG, like Dragon like, Quest or yeah, the old Final
1: Fantasy.
0: Exactly, which isn't bad, but I just think it's so funny because the game, it, it's just, again, the South Park uh, creators um, and the devs just having loads of fun, being like, "Yeah, that is what South Park would do." It's it, it, you're just like, "Yeah, that makes perfect sense."
1: But they didn't um, sacrifice any of the gameplay for it there, which is uh, which is why I think something like that works a bit more than hit and run, yeah. because they're both games that are clearly like wanting to kind of almost pander to their audiences to give them as many references and stuff as possible, um, and to make as many jokes that people would expect, but. Whereas Hit and Run's gameplay is a bit wonky and doesn't always work and isn't always fun. I think South Park, Stick of Truth, really sticks for landing on, as well as being a good South Park game, it's just a good game in general, to be fair.
0: It is, yeah. I mean, there are times when, I mean, there's one specific point, which I'm, I'm not going to reference on here because I, I it personally makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, there is one moment in the game where you, you go to an abortion clinic and some really stupid it is South Park, so it's bound to be offensive. Um, but for me, it's the one thing I think I have any anything in South Park I've like, maybe that's gone a little bit too far. Um but normally yeah. I it's a lot of satire and stuff. But I, I'm not gonna say exactly what it is. Uh, if you want to go and go and play it. For me it didn't stop me enjoying the game because like, it was just that mm-hmm. tiny little maybe like 10 15 minute section. Um, but the most of the time, they it just hits a nail on the head. It's a completely absurd, crazy, um, like storyline. That your special powers, like your magic, are farts pretty much, mm. um, and you do special like fart things. They make fun of uh, Skyrim with like the the Dragonborn, um, and you're basically like the Dragonborn with your shouts, but instead of being shouts, it's farting.
1: I feel um, like a part of it is one big poke and. <laughs> prod fun at like typical fantasy RPGs and you would think that would get tiring but because there's so much
0: to poke fun of I don't think it does like at all (laughs) and and no at the same time as the art style is is almost 3d but not because you know how south park's kind of the 2d how they walk or how they used to was like a bit janky like they bob back and forward they've captured that all in the game like everything's sort of 2d but 3d at the same time
1: yeah that's Um, another thing that i think the game does perfectly it it feels like you're playing an episode so many like games are trying to make like for example like the simpsons again making them look 3d 3d simpsons look horrible let's just yeah. all agree on that. and i've personally never been been a big fan of when they try and make like anime kind of styles 3d i just don't think it
0: works yeah
1: so to just completely capture the the visual style of south park i think
0: is a huge part of uh why that game works it is and sort of the, the characters personalities that they well they, they just hit him out of the park don't they like, mm-hmm. like the the characters kind of like classes that they're put in um
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it kind of suits them as well i mean butters being for an example just is being like a, a hero like a healer kind of support character like a, a, a white paladin's what he is and it fits him so well because he is the caring kind of guy and it i mean i like it that much that i've you you bought me a, a figurine of him,
1: um, mm.
0: and he's, he's sitting on my shelf. But that's why I like South Park so much because it it does everything we've said in a good licensed game, where mm-hmm. it does its own storyline and stuff, but also hits the borderline of some of the not so good games. Um, but it, it does it in such a way that makes it work with South Park. Like there's a whole the protagonist not speaking, um, mm-hmm. like a big staple in RPGs and stuff, they poke fun and yeah. the <laughs> piss out of that the whole time to the point where at the end, they're like, what do you want to do, new kid? And he's like, screw you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> and he just yeah. leaves, and that's the only line you, yeah. he has in the, in the whole thing. And it also just puts you, like I said, puts you in such absurd situations that in a normal rpg you're kind of going to be like what am i doing (laughs) but because it's south park it makes sense like for example another moment you're fighting underpants gnomes um underneath your parents having sex and in a normal game you're gonna be like what am i doing but it it just makes sense in south park because that is something that they would do in the tv series yeah definitely Um, So, yeah, that's my favourite one. What's your favourite one? I
1: I agree on that. I think that's a pretty solid choice, to be fair. And I know how much of a huge South Park fan you are. So, it's going to hit all of the... It's going to hit... It appeases you in two of your biggest, like, aspects. Like, it appeases you as a South Park fan and it appeases you as a gamer. So, I can understand why it's, like, so huge for you.
0: (laughs) And I also, very quickly, so I don't think that it kind of shoves the um, references, like in your face constantly. Yeah. Like um a lot of the main references are in the background and stuff and like the characters mm-hmm. you meet. And like for every main character, one of the, one of the boys, you go into their room, you can open their closet and you don't have to go into their closets at any time, but it's just chocked full of references for that character. Yeah. And that's where the majority of the references. It's not so much in what they say and in what you're doing. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of the background stuff that you do that is is funny yeah yeah Um, but anyway anyway what was what's your favorite one
1: i think my favorite and i might be looking at a bit with rose-tinted glasses but i think to be honest if i did play it today it would still hold up the original star wars battlefront 2 on ps2 and it's hard because every time i want to talk about star wars battlefront 2 you have to clarify i'm talking about the old one yeah to be fair i really enjoy the new one actually Um, so much so that i'm like bordering at times be like is this better but i think a couple of little things that make battlefront 2
0: the original one just a slight bit better see i i think both of them are fantastic and if i'm honest i uh it's just because i've played the new one recently that i'd say yeah
1: because got this new
0: one i don't think you need to go back to the old one do you
1: no no you're 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 right on that i just have a lot of like really fond memories of like the original batfront 2 oh god we um, played it
0: loads that's another one mm-hmm. i'm surprised we've only just brought it up but we played that game so much together like against yeah. each
1: other and it was uh it's the only shooter game where i've put in like hundreds of hours into and i and i genuinely mean that like no other shooting game i've probably put like as much hours into like nowhere near as close yeah it's one of the only shooter games i could probably claim i'm like decent at
0: (laughs) particularly the older
1: one like those. well
0: actually you are pretty good at the new one to be fair um like not in a horrible way but there's not many shooters where i feel you could be better than me on the scoreboard and without that sounding really horrible Mm -hmm. um, right i just feel like there are that shooters are not but that's one where you are consistently higher than me and doing better than me and it's yeah. just it's, i don't know what it is about star wars <laughs> like, like right, i'm gonna do really so, well at star wars no no
1: so here's what it is right and this is why i want to kind of like deeper do do a bit more of a deeper dive into it. and to be fair from here on out i could just say it applies to both the new and the old one so i guess they're kind of tied so we'll, so we'll say that but what it is about star wars compared to any other shooting game like call of duty or battlefield you're in the star wars universe and i understand that during stuff like the clone wars or stuff there are there's going to be like the clones that just get like shot instantly clone uh battle droids are just going to get blown up all over the place for, so for me like i never fear death in video games really or i try not to so running into like bow something like star wars battlefront as a clone trooper or droid or the empire or whoever I'm playing as and just getting blown up immediately. Yeah, it sucks. You know, I want to be able to do well, but I'm also not like, you know, I just know I'm going to be able to instantly respawn as another guy and just run in there and try again. And because you're using such like the star Wars, kind of gear, like the blasters, the tanks for detonators, and occasionally playing as like Jedi with like lightsabers and stuff. That kind of adds to it for me. Like, whereas with something like Battlefield or Call of Duty, it's so obviously based on real-life warfare, which, you know, credit to them. Like, they do it really well. People are going to really enjoy that. I don't care about real-life warfare. I want I much prefer, prefer, like, the fantasy kind of sci-fi setting. So for something like Star Wars, it just it, it encourages me to play it so much more because of that.
0: I think you if if you were to play any other shooter um out of all the other shooters in the games I personally feel that Battlefield would be the closest one that you'd get the same sort of enjoyment out. Yeah there's no Jedi mm. and stuff but mm-hmm. it's made by the same developers DICE and when I play cuz I'm a big Battlefield fan that's probably my favorite shooter game. Um yeah so when I play Battlefront 2 I am like this is just space Battlefield. Yeah. But that's what um, I like about it. That's what I really like about it. It is the space battlefield, like you said. And while while you've been saying that, I've also been li- uh, kind of comparing the games in my head while um, listening at the same time to what you were saying there. Yeah. Um, and if I'm honest, I feel like the original maybe, for me, pips it a little bit more now I'm thinking about it.
1: Mm. And there two- are a couple of aspects about it that I think do make it a bit of a superior game.
0: There's two for me especially, and you know one of them. I think uh, mm-hmm. there's two for me especially, which I feel for in terms of battle, the newer Battlefront two fails at to compared to the old one. And the first <laughs> one is um, the storyline of Battlefront, the old Battlefront two. I really liked more because you got to play as a five o first as the kind of the clones going from um, the good guys and then turning into the bad guys yeah Um, yeah you the the actual missions weren't like actual story like in this new one you um you kind of just go to a thing do like a normal skirmish kind of game but Mm -hmm. i really like the back on the idea that you start off as these really good guy clones and like the flavor text and the voice acting at the beginning is like yeah we're the clones we've done this and and then they switch being like now we're evil kind of thing and you can really almost kind of feel the conflict in their voice that yeah they are But now we're bad, and we—that's what we do, though.
1: Dude, you play the march on the Jedi Temple with Anakin when he turns on the Jedi. You play that level, and you are shooting down Jedi. That in the last level, you would probably be playing as at some point. Yeah,
0: and in that one, they very much—I don't think they put small kids in there, but they have like young ones as well. They don't have the small children, but they have like the sort of pad ones and then the adult ones and Mm -hmm. they are diverse enough because they've got loads of different races like some with like double lightsabers some holding Mm -hmm. just two in each hand they yeah they are diverse enough that when you're attacking and they're so plentiful and because obviously you've got the ai running around as well killing people that you really feel that impact it's playing the music um yeah yeah, yeah. it really hits you in the feels almost kind of like i've just done this and feel a bit yeah. A dick. <laughs> yeah well
1: episode three happens to also be my favorite star wars movie so the fact that the original game's plot kind of follows a lot of episode three is probably a big like contender to why i uh, do enjoy it so much
0: yeah definitely um and then the uh, then just quickly for me the the other bit that i think pips the post is how the heroes are used in that game mm-hmm. um because in the original one if i remember correctly you if you play well enough, the game randomizes. Kind of, if you you get on like a good kill streak and stuff, the game will be, be like, "Oh, do you want to be a hero?" And you click yes yeah. or no, and then you get that. I think there's one hero for each team per like per level. They switch. It's per map, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I
0: mean. So, and then you play that catch for a bit. They they are overpowered, but they're not super overpowered, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then when they die, that's it. They're out the game for a little while. Um, and then they come back sort of a few minutes later, which I like because it gives you a chance to enjoy it without being like constantly killed by a camping Jedi in one point, whereas that's why I dislike New Battlefront 2 quite a lot in Conquest is you can get some maps where it doesn't matter where you are, there always seems to be this player that's played the game for so long as the hero that they just never die and you just instantly get killed.
1: Yeah, it's a bit more... Well, I don't know. It, it's hard to say it's a bit more balanced because there might be some other stuff that kind of makes the original Battlefront 2 a bit more janky. But I, in terms of the heroes, I think it's a bit more balanced. Um, but the other two big things that I want to quickly mention before we wrap up here about yeah, no, Battlefront no, 2, fine. one my favourite. First off, space battles.
0: The game oh, has yes, space battles.
1: Yeah. That's immediately like a win. Um, I remember as a kid being so amazed that you, you start off on your own mothership get into a ship take off you know you can fly around space take out some other guys and then you can land in the enemy ship and take them out from the inside that's just oh man that's so
0: cool yeah because there's two ways of winning this isn't it you can destroy crucial points on the ship from the outside um, yeah or you can do the same thing but on the inside
1: yeah well there's also like points so you can take out the parts of the ship from either outside or inside, or you can just get like enough points to, to be able yeah, to win. But that, yeah. yeah, having those space battles, man, like you had different ship types and doing dogfights with each other. Oh, it was amazing. Um, Is it an the one then? No, no, there's oh. no uh, space fights. I think you can use vehicles on certain maps, but there's no like actual space fights, you know, like proper uh, like okay. team fights. I guess in a way, you could almost say there's no actual Star War in like the new battlefront 2 because that's what i think of when i think of a star war like actual loads of spaceships like going at it uh trying to take each other out yeah and i think that like the space battles helps kind of sum up like what i love about the original battlefront 2 and the newer one is very very close to this but i think the original one this has everything you would want from a star wars game as a star wars fan obviously it's a it's a pure game so if you're not into shooter games at all you could argue well i want to be able to like have better jedi combat and i think for someone like that fallen order takes for takes it i've i've debated where i think fallen order takes over as my favorite star wars game and favorite license game but i think fallen order is a perfect game if you want to be a jedi but there's more to star wars in my opinion than just being a jedi and i think battlefront 2 helps encapsulate that Yeah. Yeah, with definitely. all the like, battles and you can you still got like oh, it's just a bit janky but yeah that's my favorite one like like i said it might be rose-tinted glasses because i played it so much i was good at it i loved playing it all the time but i think it still does hold up
0: yeah now i um i'd need to go back and play it but i do remember it being super enjoyable um and just having hours of, of fun on it and yeah we we do have that sort of fun on on battlefront 2 on the new ones i think just my favorite fit part my it's got one of my favorite levels in battlefront the old battlefront 2 that i think you'll agree with me it was a an absolute clusterfuck and it was almost in if you played as a clone it was almost impossible to win i think it's javin 4 is that the one where you're on the spaceship no, that's uh, you're talking about Tantine Five. Sorry, Tantine Five. Oh, so many mm-hmm. things, and on that, it was so unbalanced for the the clone troopers. If you played the clone troopers, because for some reason the droid AI would just destroy you on it. But I remember playing it for hours on that level with you, just because there was always every so often we could win it, and yeah. it was those moments where we were like, "This is really stacked against us, but we can do it." It was just so enjoyable
1: yeah yeah i think it's stuff. I think for like a licensed game just like south park's truth does for you and like so many of the other games you've talked about today i think that's what you want from a licensed game like that don't don't you you want to feel like as though you are doing stuff from star wars or batman yeah. or south park you know
0: exactly and yeah jedi stuff is, is fine but that definitely for Battlefront 2, it definitely encapsulates the war side of it, like the Clone Wars section yep. with all the conflicts. It definitely encapsulates that. Um yeah. and kind of makes yeah, makes you feel like you're you're in those big scale wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, well that's just a little bit of uh licensed games that that we liked some that were there not are, so great
1: i'm sure there are dozens that we've missed off like we'll probably end this recording and i'll probably go oh shit we didn't talk about this
0: game well i remember them such like uh the wolverine we're not going to talk about it here but quickly the wolverine game that, that apparently yeah apparently it was really good yeah was pretty good um yeah. and yeah there's there's loads of like even like i forgot about battlefront 2 until you mentioned it i'm like oh yeah <laughs> that is a licensed game um, <laughs> yeah like, there are a bunch of them but um and and if you can think of any uh post them on if you've got our instagram there goes a big one if you follow us that would be really appreciated and one hour every time i up this gets uploaded each episode gets uploaded on the day i do post on instagram to to let people know that it's out just in case so feel free to comment on on that post telling us what your favorite or not favorite um license game is um because we're yeah, be to hear
1: yeah, same. Um, like I said, I'm sure, there's a bunch that like we've forgotten, and we'll probably see them and be like,
0: "Oh God, how could we've forgotten that?" Uh, Toy Story. That's another one. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, the PS2 one. I used to. The PS1 one. Anyway, I used to love the PS1 one, but that's not the point. Um, but yeah, so thanks for listening. I think from this point onwards, we at least I'm hoping we're going to try and be a bit more. Um, structured each, each month for the stuff. Um, so like we said, one every end of every month we're going to do a, a film-based mm-hmm. podcast and the next episode after this one will be a, a film-based podcast um, and it's going to be on Army of the Dead. Uh, I'm going to let you know now in case you guys want to watch it before we talk about it, just so you kind of have seen it as well. Um, and then I think starting the next month, um, we're going to start doing trialing it to see where it goes start doing a an episode each month of kind of what if we feel a game's overrated or underrated so we'll like pick a game or game franchise and then we'll discuss whether we feel it's potentially overrated or or underrated yeah um and i think the first one on that one is going to be the jack and daxter series which is where the the namesake of the podcast comes from so i thought it's pretty fitting um Mm -hmm. and then the other two episodes each month are probably going to be this sort of format so maybe a topic we want to talk about Um, I know next month I I know E3 is out now like it's happening this week Um, but we're going to hold off and probably talk about E3 potentially in the the other two episodes after the film one I just want to get the film one um, done
1: I think it'll give us time to process some of the stuff that gets announced too.
0: Yeah, there's so much stuff um, that we, we need to watch all the things. And, and that's the thing, I don't really like watching the live ones. I then go back and kind of cliff note which ones I think look interesting. and Yeah. Um, we'll do that. But anyway, thank you for watching. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, remember to to leave a, uh, a comment on which is your favourite or least favourite licence game. Um, yeah. But, also, just have a really good day. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk to you next time. I'm Batman. Uh, and goodbye, Batman. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.